Good morning, ladies, gentlemen, and others. My name is Silas Lee, and welcome back to NTKTN Need to Know the News. This is your number one news source for domestic issues that may be going underneath the radar. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, today, we are going to discuss plastic pollution and how to increase school funding we're continuing the uh schooling issue um this is something that i really want to work on so here's here's a real hot take right the world isn't just dying it's being murdered being massacred, it's being beaten and tortured and ruined and stripped bare and attacked and slaughtered and defamed and embarrassed and humiliated every single day by the exact same perpetrators. I mentioned yesterday that in January we hit 421 parts per million, uh, the highest we've been at in over 800,000 years, according to climate.gov. Back when 421 parts per million uh, was normal, was more than 3 million years ago, where the world was 2 to 3 degrees Celsius hotter, 3.6 to 5.4 degrees Fahrenheit hotter, and the sea level was at 15 to 25 meters, or 50 to 80 feet higher than it is today. This is, this is where we're at. With... All this talk from the new administration about progressing and about growing, it's not fighting for the environment. It's doing jack shit for it. Uh, reducing CO2 emissions by 50% by 2030, firstly, isn't going to fucking happen under Biden's genuine bullshit uh, plans. But that's not where we need to be at either. We need to... We need to be... Ending this gradualism. We've gone way beyond the point of it, and we need, to, we need to go. We need to work and fight for something else. Over the last 60 years, we've sped up the amount of carbon dioxide production by 100 times the rate of previous natural increases. Right now, we're going to focus on plastic pollution, and deforestation. Um, starting with plastic pollution, cities are covered in smog, forests demolished, an entire fucking island of plastic, triple the size of France, is floating around the ocean currently. 79,000 tons of plastic and 617,800 square miles, which is 1.6 kilometers, all of plastic just floating in our ocean. And this isn't in some random place, like a lot of people are trying to make it seem. Um, this, is, this is literally right between Hawaii and California. This is U.S. territory. Our country is to blame. We are to blame for this. The United States was attributed to over 5 million tons of carbon dioxide waste as of March 5th, 2020, according to ClimateTrade.com. Whereas China, a country we 
really hate uh, was attributed to 10 million, uh, over 10 million tons of carbon dioxide waste up until 2018. That number has started dropping very heavily because China, uh, back in 2018, put a ban on importing plastics because most major countries were just shipping their plastic waste over to China and China was like, we can't fucking do this anymore. Find another country for your shit. The United States used to import over 700,000 tons of plastic to China alone. China used to be given over 70% of the world's plastic. That is coming from NPR.org. Companies make this big deal about us citizens. You know, we people of the planet are the ones to blame and that we need to recycle more and our plastics need to be recycled better. But here's, here's a statistic, right? According to the EPA. Only 8.7% of plastics that we recycle are actually being used. Major companies like Coca-Cola, Nestle, PepsiCo, and uh, Unilever claim that citizens need to recycle more despite never telling people what they can even recycle or mentioning that their use of virgin plastics, which is unrecycled plastics, went down merely 0.1% from 2018 to 2019, according to ZME Science. Many people don't even know what those little numbers on plastics uh, mean, and they don't even know what they can recycle in their municipal. Um, If you don't know, for uh, every little uh, arrow triangle that you see on your plastic thing, uh, it's numbered like 1, 2, 3, and 4. So I looked into what would be for my state and my municipal uh this is going to be different for every single state and county because every state and county government get to decide which things they even recycle or can recycle in montgomery county tennessee where i live the only recyclable plastics are plastics with necks such as like bottles and plastics with the number 1 and 2 inside of them, according to uh, mcgtn.org, which is montgomerycountytennessee.org. But those those numbers correspond to what kind of plastic it is and how it can be used. Numbers 1 and 2 mean plastics for things such as soda bottles, water bottles, cooking oil bottles, and medicine containers. that's what can be cycled for number one plastics, as well as laundry detergent, milk, uh, milk containers, uh, shampoo, conditioner, various toys, and grocery bags for number two pro- uh, plastics, according to RLM Recycling. Uh, that's, what, that's what those mean. So for number one, uh, restating that, for number one plastics, if you see the number one inside of that triangle on your recycling... Uh, that means that, that means that it's usually a soda bottle, water bottle, cooking oil bottle, uh, medicine container, anything with that number one, which is similar to that as well. Uh, yeah, anything with number one that's similar to that can be recycled within Montgomery County in Tennessee. 
as well as things with a number two inside of them, which are um, laundry slash dish detergent containers, milk containers, shampoo, conditioner, various toys and grocery bags. Um, but again, even if you were to recycle entirely properly, um, backtrack, backtrack, I'm a backtrack on that actually. Uh, a lot of people actually recycle wrong because they don't know what they can recycle, which isn't their fault. No one's actually explicitly told what to recycle, just to recycle. Well, there in what you need to do is you need to look up your county and you need to look up what recyclables are even recyclable. Um, it, it, it's literally to a point with recycling where so many people don't know, but they're trying so hard to recycle because a lot of people make it seem like recycling is just things that you can reuse, anything you can reuse. That is simply not the case. Um, if you recycle something that your city, municipal, your uh, county, or your state doesn't want you to recycle, you can actually end up ruining and stopping an entire recycling process for the whole entire uh, county for a good bit, or you can straight up contaminate that recycling, which will end up ruining a lot. This isn't at fault to the citizens, though, because the citizens are not explicitly told this. You're told that you need to recycle plastic, right? So most people think all plastic. It is not all plastic. It is specific plastics. It is specific containers. It's this, like, it's nearly false advertising, telling people to recycle their plastics and their cardboards. Um, no. No, it, it's it's very specific what you can and cannot recycle. But a lot of like mainstream media is going to tell you otherwise and tell you to just recycle your plastics. No, look at your county. Look at your state. Look at what you can and cannot recycle. But then returning back to that, as stated only 8.7% of recycled plastics are actually reused. Most companies still use these virgin plastics. Uh, Coca-Cola is one of the leading polluters, and they continue to do this. In 2017, the soda company created over 3 million tons of plastic, according to the BBC. That means that of those 3 million tons... Only at most 261,000 tons were actually recycled and reused. Supposing everyone even recycled those bottles. That, that math is done if you take that average, that 8.7%, and uh, you like do the math to find what 8.7% of 3 million is. So you take that, right? Supposing everyone recycled properly and every single state even allows that many plastics, that means at most, not even 300,000 tons of plastic were actually recycled and reused.
and again, this is not at fault to the citizens. This is not at fault to the citizens at all. It's this counter counterintuitive, almost false advertisement. Most companies nowadays don't even want to recycle because it is more profitable for them to make new plastic. And when you live in a capitalist country like the United States, where profit is valued way more heavily than the lives of millions, than the entire fucking planet, it's insane. It is insane. So companies like Coca-Cola will make promises. Like uh, Coca-Cola has said that they are going to... uh, begin using 50% of their bottles, uh, 50% of Coca-Cola bottles and cans and all of that are going to be made from recyclable materials. They're not. They're really not. Um, Coca-Cola made a similar promise and said that by the end of 2015, I believe the year was, uh, they would be at 25% of... recyclable recycled materials but as as literally stated before 8.7 percent of our plastics are actually being recycled and reused so maybe rather than destroy these plastics like they're doing in many other countries uh many countries are just being dumped with plastics especially around asia um Near Taiwan, uh, a lot of plastics have begun being shipped to, and a lot of companies, rather than find a proper way to dispose of them, are straight up just melting, or not melting them, they're burning them, which releases very toxic uh, gas. And a lot of these plastic waste facilities are really, really close to homes, to towns, to neighborhoods. There's there's videos online that you should entirely look up where um, these companies are just burning the plastics and you can see the smoke going literally right next to a city, polluting that entire city, right? Or town or neighborhood, whatever it may be, fucking village. I, I, I'm not entirely versed on Taiwan. I just see the buildings, I see the people, and I see them having to cover their mouths and I see them talking about how... When they come home, they don't want to. They feel like they're in pain. Maybe, maybe. We should have plastic companies telling people, or we should have states telling people what plastics they even can recycle. Maybe. Plastic companies should actually use those recycled materials instead of making empty promises like Coca-Cola does. Next thing is deforestation. And everyone's heard that dad joke about uh, lumber being like super high priced right now. Which, guess what? That's true. That is true. But no one's really focusing on why lumber really even is priced super high. Um, Deforestation does seem to be on the decline. 
between 2010 and 2015, deforestation rates were up to uh, 12 million hectares, as opposed to the 10 million hectares between 2015 and 2020, according to news.un.org. Which, guess what, That's, that was always going to happen. When Africa and South America are robbed of 420 million hectares of trees since 1990, and trees take over 30 years to grow, according to local tree estimates. Uh, that, that's actually a website. That's not me fucking stating locally estimated. But that means that right now, roughly today, the trees that were taken down in 1990 would have reached maturity. That means that roughly this year, the trees cut down in 1990, that 420 million hectares would have reached full maturity. But guess what? They're probably not waiting for that full maturity. And here's here's a massive issue with this too, right? That's really, really affecting our ozone layer. Trees take in carbon dioxide and produce oxygen, which you need to breathe. That is something you've been told since elementary school, because guess what? It's pretty fucking true. No matter what a previous president may have said, you kind of need air to breathe. Um, without them, we're kind of powerless to death. We'll, ca- we'll cause ourselves a lot more pain with this continued pollution. And it's entirely possible to use industrial hemp relating this to yesterday's podcast, where, um, we've, where we talked about how uh, hemp can actually absorb more CO2 per hectare than trees, and it matures faster. Here's here here's some quick math, right? According to the USDA, uh, a single tree absorbs 48 pounds of CO2 per year. A single hectare is between 1,000 to 2,500 trees, according to nhsforest.org. So that means that a single hectare can absorb between 480 or 48,000 and 120,000 pounds of oxygen per hectare. Now, multiply that by the amount of estimated hectares stolen uh, from Africa and South America forest alone, and you get 20... Let me, let me double check this. 100,000 million? Really? Oh, holy shit, that's even bigger than I thought when I was writing this. Um, you get 20 trillion, 160 billion to, let's check this one. Uh, that's a million, million, trillion, quadrillion, quintillion, five quintillion, 40 quadrillion pounds of CO2 replaced with oxygen. That is, that's a shit ton. That is a shit ton, right? From between just over 20 trillion to 5 quintillion pounds of CO2 replaced with oxygen. That is, that is so 
fucking much oxygen that's been taken in only 30 years. Now, now, why, why, why are these trees being demolished and leaving their inhabitants without homes? Capitalism. Fucking capitalism. Trees are used for many different things in the United States, such as paper, for houses, fuel, firewood, tools, certain clothing, home decor, and countless other items. All of these, however, can still be replaced with hemp. Like, here's, here's the crazy thing. You can do all of this with hemp, right? You can do everything you can do with a tree with hemp. It'll cost you less to do. You can sell it at a profit in the long run. And you can save the environment more because if the hemp that you're not using is going to be even bigger, uh, is going to be capturing a shit ton of oxygen while trees are still capturing a shit ton of oxygen. So you can have hemp making all of these things, right? And you can have trees still living and allowing their inhabitants, you know, the animals to come back. These are not, this isn't like something that should be really integrated. These are two things that should be more separate. You can make all of these with hemp. And it's a bigger profit in the long run. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. I I, I don't understand it. They people would rather massacre the world. Not this this isn't just like out there, like that stupid fucking you know, out there kind of environmentalism. This is your home. This is your street, your uh family being affected by this every day for those watching here in tennessee or in any sort of like farm state your land is going to become less and less fertile the more climate change continues your production is going to slow down like this is a serious issue This affects all of us in the entire world, all of us together. Your community, your city is going to be affected by this. Like this, this isn't, this isn't just out there. This isn't separate. We are all part of the environment. We're all part of this world. And we need to help it. Because without it, guess what? There ain't shit for us to do. Um, your farms? Farms are gonna get fucked. If your farms, if our plants are all... If all of our plants left, right, and they were all entirely destroyed or weren't even edible for animals, right, what would we even eat? You can't eat the animals because the animals are gonna be dying. You can't eat the plants because the plants have already died. So what do you do then? What do you do when you have no food at all? 
you die too. Swapping, swapping gears here um, to the education front. Yesterday we talked about how we needed to up uh, educational spending and educational funding. It, it really isn't that hard to solve. Reallocating budgets to increase school funding would honestly be a really easy way to do that. In 2021, the U.S. reportedly spends only $79 billion on education which is roughly 5% of the student loan debt from 2020. So think of that. Students in this country are still paying the the country 95% more than what the country is spending for their education. It's roughly 1% of the amount spent on defense and under 50% of the amount that it should be. Police in the United States were given uh, $193 billion in 2017 and has consistently amounted to roughly 9.2% of government spending. But, you know, if 2020 kind of told us one thing, it's that maybe, maybe, country, the country doesn't need police. To drive around in massive fucking tanks. Maybe police don't need to buy military weapons. Police were... Here's here's a crazy thing, right? If the police were a military, right? They'd be the third most invested into military in the entire world. Only tipping China's... Or only behind China's and our current military. And despite there being countless facts that perhaps they kind of fuck up a lot, and maybe, just maybe, they should probably be defunded or replaced. We're not seeing anything like that. that, that that's for another day. That's for another day. But the, the funding put into schools really is not enough. Like, 79 billion put into schools. We're, like, are you fucking kidding? That's not enough for this country. How do you expect that to be covering all of the teachers' salary, covering, like, all the bills for the schools to even run, uh, the textbooks, all the technology used? That's not enough. That's nowhere near enough. The funding put into schools needs to be increased. Uh, and another another thing we could totally do is we could take some of the money out of uh, the defense budget. Especially as we're entering a time where we need to stop entering wars and need to stop funding countries that are trying to cause war. I'm looking at you, Israel. What the fuck, dude? Like, from one Jew to another... What the absolute fuck is going on? But not if you take merely 10% of the U.S. military budget that currently sits at $934 billion, that's almost a trillion spent on defense alone, 
if you take 10% of that and invest it into the education system, then you've over tripled the amount or you've over doubled the amount of funding granted to school systems. Grant that funding first to some of the poorer schools and schools with lower test scores first. That way we can increase the amount of better educated citizens and better paid teachers. And I understand that that's a bit more touchy subject. You know, America loves to brag about the amount of people the country has killed in wars, as though it's literally the only important thing this country has to talk about in history class. But it is necessary to reallocate funding. If you took that 10%, that 93.4 billion, right, you've, you've over doubled the amount of money spent into education. 10% of $934 billion is $93.4 billion. Currently sitting at that $79, you've over, doubled, you've over doubled the spending. And if you put that onto the schools with lower test scores, this may seem weird to some people at first. Like, I know that's a hard thing to think of. Why wouldn't you spend it all more equally? If you spend it more into the poorer schools and to communities with poorer education and states with lower education scores... You can better the nation, like, statistically. If you're offering the same education nationwide, or you're, you know, providing more funding to get scores to the same level nationwide, you're improving that score even more. You're improving that average. There's another option option that could genuinely kill two birds with one stone, right? So this is one focused a lot at teachers. As I mentioned earlier, uh, the average teacher is roughly $37,000 in debt, according to LA Times. Um, you, can see, you can cancel all student loan debt and make public colleges, universities, and trade schools tuition-free by putting it for only $2.2 trillion. That, that's, that's a shit ton of money. I'm not even going to lie. That is a shit ton of money. But there's a tax that could raise $2.4 trillion in 10 years, right? The Bernie Sanders Wall Street speculation tax, which according to many, many mathematical experts, can increase or can uh, improve spending and can uh attribute up to 2.4 trillion dollars in just 10 years and then continue growing for the tax for the tax as well right you see that number and you're like oh my god it's gonna be so much there's gonna be so much spent into or gonna be so much uh bought with like your taxes uh you're gonna be spending so much more you're not the Wall Street speculation tax uh, literally takes second to nothing from the stocks. It puts a 0.5% tax on stock dealings that, uh, yeah, on stock dealings. That means that's uh, fucking, uh, oh wait, I, I actually put the wrong number down, I think. You take 50, 
No, no, no. I put the right number down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take 50 cents for every $100 spent on stock dealings. Only 50 cents for every 100 You take a 0.1% tax on bond trades and a 0.005% tax on derivative trades. That's not only going to accomplish some of the most necessary amendments to our education system, but will raise a further $200 billion that can be invested further into education, even further invested into other parts of the country. And 10 years is all it takes to turn a profit. 10 years, dude. If I can, in 10 years, I'm 27. Like, I'm, like, most of us, if this tax were to go into effect today, most of us in this country would still be alive. Many people won't even be fucking going to college at that point. Like, they won't even be in college at that point. Or will be looking into college and won't have to worry about going into debt. And this tax doesn't just stop in that 10 years, right? It continues to grow. That's another $2.4 trillion in roughly every single 10 years. If you're doing that math, if it raises $2.4 in 10 years now, it'll raise $2.4 in 10 years later. Supposing rates stay the same, however. But that is, that is insane. That is another 2.4 trillion into the economy that is fantastic for everyone there's only one reason this tax hasn't really been implemented yet if you heard the name of the man who's suggesting this tax it's bernie sanders the super socialist america's propaganda and hatred for socialism has been one of the most disgusting parts of this country's history and has prevented anyone from truly enacting on things that will really help the country. Corporate parties have taken over and the people who try to stop it are called radicals and insane and unpatriotic. So there's, there's an issue. And ranting about socialism might seem unconnected to teachers and teaching but it really isn't teachers unions are inherently socialists and for them to be struck down and attacked by corporate parties is nothing sort short of a tragedy it's nothing less than ridiculous to see socialists be shot down while advocating for every working class person there's no reason for it whatsoever Without socialism, there wouldn't be a weekend. There wouldn't be a minimum wage. There wouldn't be a teacher's union. There wouldn't be so many things. We would have been stuck in the fucking Great Depression for ages longer. Everything FDR did was considered socialist. Social security plans. That was considered socialist. Now we need socialism to help our education system. We need socialism to help the students, to help the teachers, to help the country economically. Yesterday, I got extraordinarily pissed off because of trying to trying to even think what goes through right-wing dickheads' heads. Uh, that was a fucking weird sentence, but you know what I mean. Um, 
when it comes to teacher wage teacher wages and not trying to increase uh salaries and why unions shouldn't exist it doesn't make any fucking sense now one last thing for today we're going to go over the rights of students in schools uh, this is coming off of the ACLU site uh, in 1969, the Supreme Court ruled that students do not, quote-unquote, shed their constitutional rights to freedom of speech at, or expression at schoolhouse gates. And this is true for other fundamental rights. So, uh, a lot of people don't really understand the rights that they have in school. But you have the right to speak out hand flyers and petitions and wear expressive clothing in school as long as you don't disrupt the functioning of the school or violate school policies that don't hinge on the message expressed. So what that means is you can fucking do anything for your cause or message and if there is an issue, the issue has to be entirely unrelated to the message you are sending. Um, point two. Uh, what counts as disruptive will vary by context, but a school disagreeing with your position or thinking your speech is controversial or in quote-unquote bad taste is not enough to qualify. Courts have upheld students' rights to wear things like an anti-war armband, an armband opposing the right to get an abortion, and a shirt supporting the LGBTQ community. Those are uh, taking a few different standpoints, you know? Um, so you can wear any clothing that supports any message, and if anyone tells you to take it off, you do not need to. Unless there's an issue with the article of clothing itself, and that issue must be applied equally. That, that's kind of branching into point three here, which is schools can have rules that have nothing to do with the message expressed, like dress codes. So for one, a school can prohibit you from wearing hats because that rule is not based on what the hats say, but it can't prohibit you from wearing only pink pussycat hats or pro NRA hats. I don't know why the fuck ACLU used the term pink pussycat hats. That sounds fucking weird. Um, but whatever. I do like that they're being very central about it, not just pointing at one side. Despite the fact that if you wear a pro NRA hat, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I say this as I'm recording this at 2.02 a.m. <laughs> it's a Friday, it doesn't matter. Um, outside of school, you enjoy the same rights to protest and speak out as anyone else. That means you're likely to become, or you're likely to be most protected if you organize, protest, and advocate your views off campus and outside of school hours. You have the right to speak your mind on social media, and your school cannot punish you for content you post off campus and outside of school hours that does not relate to school. So if you posted right now, right now, I know none of you were at school at the time I'm fucking recording this, 
and when this releases, because it's going to be a Saturday, if you have a school on Saturday, I am so sorry for you. I don't know what the fuck you did wrong to get us to get school on a Saturday, but fucking everyone, there's got to be something there, but your school cannot punish you if you were to post something right now, no matter what it was, except of course, if there needs to be like legal, uh, allegations if there are legal allegations put on you after a post, then the school will have to uh, fucking report you to authorities. Like, that, that is something that will have to happen. Here's another cool one. Can my school tell me what I can and cannot wear based on my gender? Public schools can have dress codes, but under federal law dress codes... Uh, they can't treat students differently based on their gender. Uh, they can't force students to conform to sex stereotypes or censor particular viewpoints. So, it's okay. I, I am a guy. Uh, I, I am full on a dude. I am 100% male, man, guy. Pronouns are he, him, all that good, all that, all that good shit. Every gender is all good shit, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but if I were to wear a skirt to school, they could not tell me, or they could not get angry at me for wearing a skirt to school. Because other, because women can wear skirts to school too. Dress codes have to be enforced equally. Rules against revealing clothing, such as bands on tank tops or leggings, uh, shouldn't be enforced only or disproportionately against girls. This is one I've seen all the fucking time. There's always dress codes that are sexistly based, and it's fucking ridiculous, and it is illegal. It's fucking illegal. Uh, I'm gonna need to go to my old elementary school and fuck up my old uh, assistant principal. Actually, no, uh, my old assistant principal was a woman. I can't hit a woman. My old principal was chill, though. He was a chill dude. I'm, I'm getting off fucking track. <laughs> um, all students should be allowed to wear clothing consistent with their gender, identity, and expression, whether they identify as transgender or cisgender. This also applies to homecoming, prom, graduation, and other special school events. Schools don't require different types of clothing for special events based on student sex or gender identity. For example, requiring tuxedos for boys and prom dresses for girls. I would love to go to prom in a dress and have my date as, like, a girl in a tux. I think that would be fucking badass. Um, can my school discipline me for participating in a walkout? Because of the law, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a truancy thing. Um... But the punishment will vary by state, school district, and school. If you're planning to miss a class or two, look up the policy for unexcused absences for your school and school district. If you're considering missing several days, read about truancy. Also take a look at the policy for suspensions. If you're facing a 10... Uh, by the way, by the way, this is actually a really important point. 
If you are facing a suspension of 10 days or more, you have the right to a formal process and can be represented by a lawyer. Some states and school districts require a formal process for fewer days. You should be given the same right to make up work just as any other student who misses classes. Uh, if you're confronted by a school police officer, fuck school police. Uh, <laughs> the ACLU tells you, uh, stay calm, don't argue, resist, or run away, or otherwise interfere with, interfere with the officer. Here in Tennessee, literally the other week, a student at a school was murdered by a school police officer, and then the school police officer shot himself and frames the kid and said, oh my god, he shot me first, but a witness was like, no the fuck he didn't, you shot yourself, you're a dickhead. And now the school officer is being pressured into releasing the body cam footage, but is just saying, no, it has a minor in it. Uh, that officer can go fuck himself, fuck him, fuck his family, fuck his mom, fuck his dad, fuck everyone that he's ever loved, fuck all of them. And it's his fault. It's his, it's his fault. Don't be mad at me for saying fuck all of them. Be mad at him for killing a student in a school bathroom and then lying about it, and then we being told and called out for lying, making up more excuses and bullshit. But anyways, back to this. If you're confronted by a school police, I would suggest to ask for a reason, and if they ask you a question, you, you do have the right to remain silent. You always have the right to refuse to say or write or sign any sort of statement. But if you wave any of those away... They can be used against you. It, it is the um, Miranda rights. They do apply in school. Miranda rights do apply in school. Uh, you could refuse to give consent to be searched by the police. This may not stop the search, but this is the best way to protect your rights if you end up in court. So if you're just chosen for a, quote, random search, you can say no. If there is no reasonable cause, you can say no, and if they search you, that's on them, you can sue them, and if they end up finding anything and they try charging you for it, they can't use that. They cannot use that in a court of law. Um, don't consent to a phone search. Police need a warrant to search your phone. The same goes for a strip search. No police officer or school employee has the right to strip search you. Don't remove your clothing. Don't. Uh, don't resist, fight, or flee from an officer who is arresting you. Say you wish to remain silent and ask for a lawyer immediately. Um, rights of immigration students. Uh, schools cannot discriminate against students on the basis of race, color, or national origin. Undocumented students cannot be denied their right to a free public education, and schools should not require families to prove their legal immigration status in order to enroll their child into a school. If you are undocumented, do and they ask you for uh, proof of like documentation, you don't need to give it to them. You don't. Students with limited English proficiency cannot be turned away by public schools which must provide them with language instruction. I can relate this to a kid that used to be in one of my old classes back when I was in middle school. Uh, same middle school with the, you know, awful assistant principal. Um, there's a guy in my class. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, but he was a Russian student, and he didn't really speak English. Uh, 
one teacher got really angry with him and reported allegedly allegedly the teacher tried to get him removed because he didn't speak english and the principal was like firstly you're just being a dick um secondly i can't do that thirdly fuck you most of your class is failing because you're biased i don't know why i even hired you you're not even staying here fuck off <laughs> you didn't say all that you didn't say all that but he did say that uh he can't do that and that that is even just wrong to suggest uh here's some rights of students with disabilities public schools are prohibited from discriminating against people with disabilities and cannot deny them equal access to academic courses, field trips, extracurricular activities, school technology, and health services. Educators and administrators must make necessary academic and medical accommodations, ensure equal access to educational activities and opportunities, and respond to harassment and bullying. For LGBTQ students, what's up, my fam? I love you all. Uh, literally, I'm pan. <laughs> uh, that was a shit joke. Why am I laughing? <laughs> okay, but LGBTQ students have a right to be who they are and express themselves in schools. Public schools should not out students to their families. That is highly unethical. Public schools have a responsibility to create a safe learning environment, and they cannot ignore harassment based on a student's appearance or behavior. I don't like the way that it says that. Um, students should report harassment or threats to a principal or counselor. Uh, this puts the school on notice that officials can be held legally responsible for not protecting students. So, legally, for anyone here who may be LGBTQ, legally, if you... Uh, tell your school that you are being harassed, that you are being bullied for your uh, gender representation, for your gender, for uh, your sexuality. You, you can, if you tell the school and counselors, they will be held legally responsible for not protecting you. Public schools cannot force students to wear clothing consistent or in... Students cannot be forced to wear clothes consistent with the gender they were assigned at birth. So basically, if you are, you know, more, if you are transsexual, if you've transitioned, uh, you're not going to be forced to wear clothing from the gender you were assigned at birth. Like if I transitioned from male to female, I would not be forced to wear guy clothing. Uh... If a public school permits any non-curricular clubs, uh, clubs that aren't directly related to classes taught in the school, that it must allow students to form a gay-straight allegiance or other LGBTQ-themed clubs, and the school can't treat it differently from other non-curricular clubs. Students, transsexual, students transgender status and gender assigned at birth are confidential information protected by federal privacy law. If your school reveals that information to anyone without your permission, you can sue. Uh, if you don't want school officials revealing your private information to others, including your legal name, that's one that I didn't know that I really need to start using. Uh, tell them very clearly that you want your information kept private and that they should not disclose that information to anyone without your consent. 
that's something I actually need to talk with my school about. Um, I have multiple names, and I do not go by my legal name. Some states and cities explicitly protect the right of transgender students to use restrooms and locker rooms consistent with their gender identity. Uh, So look for your state and look for your city and see whether or not you are explicitly allowed to enter the restroom consistent with the gender you identify with. And lastly, the rights of pregnant students. Public schools and all schools that get federal funds are prohibited from excluding pregnant or parenting students from school, classes, or extracurricular activities, or even pressuring them to drop out or change schools. So if you're pregnant or you already have a kid, you're not going to be you cannot be told to drop out or to change schools. You cannot be removed from any classes or activities, none of that shit. Um and the schools must provide pregnant students with the same accommodations that students with other temporary medical conditions are given. So that means that they will be given the ability to make up missed work, uh, attend doctor's appointment, take time off for childbirth and recovery, and learn in a safe, non-judgmental environment. And these schools are not allowed to punish a student who chooses to terminate a pregnancy or reveal a student's private medical information. If you get an abortion, your school cannot punish you, and they cannot tell anyone that you got an abortion. Okay. So those are those are some of, those are your rights as a student. Those are rights that students have uh, within your classroom, according to the ACLU. All of that came from ACLU.org/slash/no-k-n-o-w-dash-your-y-o-u-r-dash-rights-r-a-g-h-t-s/slash-students-s-t-u-d-e-n-t-s-dash-rights-r-i-g-h-t-s. Or slash again. There you go. Okay. Uh, now you know. Now you know you uh, what the fuck is going on with plastic not being recycled and companies fucking lying to all of us and our giant fucking plastic island that is just off the west coast. Uh, you know about how much oxygen has been stolen from all of us because of companies within our country, within our continent, stealing and uh, destroying trees from South America and Africa, most notably. Uh, you also know a couple ways that we can increase school funding, you know reallocate budgets uh the wall street speculation tax which is a fucking amazing idea and you know your students rights don't don't be a fucking idiot and don't listen to everyone thank you all so much for watching i hope you all enjoyed and i'll see you all next time peace